<laughs> we're back here episode number three of the theater of living with mm-hmm. kai and cody and why is that thing still beeping uh i can turn it off i mean technical difficulties time out yeah it's all good it's all good okay yeah so what brings us here today what are we talking about uh we're going to talk about relationship oh god i go. know the subject <laughs> is quite broad um, we're going to contain it to um, certain relationships, right? Romantic relationships? <laughs> Not really. Okay. Not really. So yeah. we're going broad and then we'll be more specific down the road. Right. With women on average. So, on uh, average. Yeah, w- woman to woman interpersonal relationship rather than right. maybe woman to man. Also, that mm-hmm. that might shift dramatically later mm-hmm. in life where... Maybe some of these uh, biological imperatives are right. less prevailing. Because, yeah. I mean, when you're in your 80s, you're probably not as inclined to reproduce or think about things that maybe a sexual True. tendency. Sure. So. I think that's a big part. But in that study, though, uh, when they were talking about this friendship, mm-hmm. uh, they were talking about friendship with the same sex. Oh, actually. interesting. Yeah. So that's yeah. why, yeah, I brought that up. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. bullshit. You're just trying to, yeah, but, trying I mean, to counter you, me. And <laughs> you just pointed out a really important part, though. Um, and they're older, right? So... Uh, that may play um, some important role um, to make that difference. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm not saying you're right. <laughs> no, 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 that's not that's not how I heard it. I heard I'm right, you're wrong. I'm big, you're small. Um, no, so I think there's something to be said there. I think also though that's why friendship typically, again, this is anecdotal is my experience. I think on average, it's easier to have a deep friendship with somebody when there's no romantic feelings involved mm-hmm. because sexual drive and the need to reproduce whether it's evolutionary um, cultural pressure or otherwise seems to be so powerful that it overrides these things where you can't even develop maybe a deep friendship or it's hierarchical where that factor is so high mm-hmm. it's more powerful whereas when I have a friendship with somebody who I'm not sexually attracted to. So in this case, a man, I don't have to worry about that. You know, I can actually develop a deep relationship based off those other values. My mind's essentially not getting tricked into like, oh, dude, you just got to reproduce. You got to have sex. You got to hook up, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe the, the the culture is a bit, of, a bit involved with that as well, being seen as like, oh, I need to have a partner, a romantic partner is seen as valuable or I'm more valuable in society because I have a partner and my partner's attractive, blah, 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 you know, Mm -hmm. all these other things. But I think friendships are typically undervalued culturally and romantic relationships are overvalued. Yeah. Is Mm. it the same in Korea? What's... I I think it's about the same, man. I mean, about the same. Yeah. I I don't think there's a huge difference. Um, You know, and that typical uh, you know stereotype of Asian women like obedience and things like that is just not true. You mean a good woman? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, was, I wasn't serious. <laughs> uh, that is just not true. Um, I mean, not, this is not just from my experience, but I, that's just um, um, a wrong idea, stereotype of Asian women. Mm-hmm. And almost about everything I, I mean obviously there are some cultural differences but when it comes to romantic relationship and marriage there's virtually no difference for example um, I mean this is just a uh, 
um, um, characteristic you can see on the surface, but um, divorce rate is about the same between Korea, uh, Korea and the U.S. and cheating rate is about the same too. Yeah, they're probably top top five in the world. Wait, are you telling me people are reporting honestly about their cheating? Who's the guy handing out these tests? I well, want to know. I, I don't know how they <laughs> gather that data, but uh, I, I'm sure they can get that data from um, court cases. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, infidelity yeah. being a case. Right. That's that's an interesting thing you mentioned because we were actually talking about this earlier. So, how relationships are defined is whether they're successful or unsuccessful. Mm-hmm. I think typically the way somebody sees if a romantic relationship is a successful endeavor is if it persists if that relationship continues. So when you bring up something like the divorce rate, it's, I think it's hard to quantify that as unsuccessful or maybe we shouldn't because a relationship, regardless of the outcome can be a huge benefit and increase your life as far as like uh, quality and you can come out a better person. And again, the opposite is true. You can come out Mm. a more, jaded person you know worse off and have a lot of negative things attributed to it but i oftentimes think our relationships are almost set up to fail because Mm -hmm. the main goal is not necessarily getting to know somebody and loving them Mm -hmm. and trying to help each other grow but it's to make sure that the relationship survives Mm -hmm. no matter what and we both know this we've seen relationships where obviously both these people hate each other Mm -hmm. they're just together because they've been together for a long time Mm-hmm. or something of that nature and you know that's that's hard to see especially when it's a loved one in that situation or when you're in that situation when you know ah, maybe we should go separate ways maybe there's incompatibility even though love persists the incompatibility mm-hmm. is greater so maybe we should exit this engagement with one another mm-hmm. for the benefit yeah yeah I mean I don't know I think you know also it's really similar to what you just said but um, a lot of times marriage and uh, or relationships fail because um, there's just incorrect expectation or just wrong definition of what is what successful relationship is right um, and again I mean all those definitions and all those you know, expectations come from um, you know society itself right I mean you don't really define that no. you don't just wake up one day oh i'm gonna get married and uh have a kid it's it's already there it's already there you just mm-hmm. chose to take that path right True. without a lot of thought beforehand yeah, as if exactly. this was the correct path for mm-hmm. me this is the expectation so why not go forward with it this is the natural progression of a relationship you find somebody you mm-hmm. guys like each other yeah uh depending on your religious preferences and things of mm-hmm. that nature next step maybe you know sexual intercourse see how you're compatible there or not or you might wait mm-hmm. engaged families meet each other mm-hmm. do they approve okay get married yeah okay now that we're married uh, it's been about a year what are we doing you know mm-hmm. kids that's that's the next progression the next mm-hmm. step and i think a lot of people take that step without a deep analysis mm-hmm. and again it's a byproduct typically of sex so it's yeah. pretty easy to have uh, mm-hmm. accidents occur or you know we're naturally inclined to want to do that but it may be at the disservice to the child or the spouse or yourself mm-hmm. there should be you know some rigid and repeated 
discussion between both parties yes. before heading down that path. Right. And again, before even heading down the path of a relationship, whether it's boyfriend, girlfriend, mm-hmm. or you know, partner, or however you want to define that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we don't have that because in our mind we think this is what it should look like. I should have a boyfriend. I should have a girlfriend. And it should fall into this tight little neat box that mm-hmm. I've seen put on TV, on Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook, on the people I know in my life. And that's mm-hmm. what a relationship looks like. That's what a yeah. good relationship looks like. But then you don't also see the the dirty side, the nitty-gritty details of right. you know, the arguments and the development. Yeah. And all those finer details. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think really this aligns with what we talked about last time when we talked about in the previous uh, episode um uh how people react or behave under the influence of totalitarianism is really similar to that in 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 which that you haven't really created your own own values right mm-hmm. um that's where all the problems occur because again you uh see and hear and um you know about values of certain things and then that you just automatically or even um, uncritically accept it as your own values and as you move forward you find that you know everything's struggle because again I mean you may go fine right I mean mm-hmm. progress fine but a lot of times that's not the case I mean if you look at a, you know like average divorce rate I mean there's no such thing as average divorce rate right? <laughs> Let's look at the divorce rate. Mm-hmm. It's pretty high, right? Yeah. I believe um, it's over 50%, Yeah, right? something like that. But why does that happen? Right? I mean, obviously, there are a lot of surfacial reasons, you know, mm-hmm. incompatibility or kids, you know, whatever. But I think the bigger problem, underlying problem, is that all the expectations and the values you thought of, of marriage were not true to you. Mm-hmm. Right. Therefore, you start to lose yourself. Right. You start to um, see a lot of conflicts mm-hmm. for which you don't have any solutions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that's the like fundamental problem of um, today's marriages and you know relationships in general. Yeah. It's not having the discussion mm-hmm. that is potentially ongoing. Right. There's some core values that we mm-hmm. tend to hold that. Relatively or unrockable mm-hmm. outside of drastic life altering situations, whether mm-hmm. it's death or, you know, something immediate mm-hmm. that you can't ignore. But again, this happens in more than just these romantic relationships we're talking about. This happens in friendships. You know, you'll have a friend. I think everybody's had that friend that takes advantage of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They call you a friend, they say they love you, they do all the things that you think. <coughs> You know, a friend would do as far as verbally exchanging, verbally communicating to you. Mm. But when it comes to actions, they're not there. You know, maybe they don't show up. Maybe they only need you. Or sorry, let me rephrase that. That they're only a friend when they need you, when they need something from you. That's right. when you hear from them. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're reaching out because they need a little bit of money. Yeah. I mean, you they can need see that pretty easily, right? Yeah. When it happens, it's pretty mm-hmm. easy to recognize. Yeah. But sometimes we... I'd say the most of the time, a lot of people let these friendships persist because it's so much easier to just persist mm-hmm. and have a conversation and potentially yeah. end it, even though ending it 
could be the best thing for both parties right because they might be learning oh man you know what if i want a friend i can't i can't treat them this way Mm -hmm. and you might be learning a little bit of self-love and self-respect like i deserve to be treated better Mm -hmm. but again that takes somebody to step outside and say hey you know what what are my values yeah what do i want out of life what do i deserve Mm -hmm. and maybe sometimes that look in the mirror is like oh you know what I'm lacking. I'm mm-hmm. I'm shitty. Maybe I need to make up for it. Maybe I'm the bad friend. Maybe I'm the bad person in these relationships. Yeah. I've been I've been the bad person. Um <laughs> usually not in friendships, but right. I definitely in a, you know, a couple of romantic relationships where, you know, I was selfish, immature, mm-hmm. and ultimately it took losing those things mm-hmm. to see like, oh yeah, okay, you know, I've messed up. Like I've headed down a path I didn't realize I was even on until in a moment it felt like i woke up and i'm like whoa yeah. how did i get here what happened and you lose yourself and yeah. that's losing a loved one sucks but losing yourself mm-hmm. i mean that's that feeds to every avenue of your life so yeah. it's something you've got to be diligent about to pay attention mm-hmm. you know there's a there's a song lyric from uh brand new that i really like that says you know Sometimes you forget to be the better man or something along the lines. You forget that you're trying, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not the better man. I forgot I was trying, you know, forgetting to try to be better because it's easy. It's easy, especially when you get in a heated argument, mm-hmm. you know, you just want to be right. You just want to get your, your point True. across, even if there's yeah. not logical or rational reasons and you know, you're wrong, but you're like, no, you sometimes know, sometimes you just argue for the purpose of arguing, you know? Yeah. And and not to say arguing is bad. It can be very productive, but Product- yeah. there needs to be lines, times, you know, because mm-hmm. it can be hurtful. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you talked about being selfish in in relationships before. Um, I think it's a human nature, man. I mean, people are, um, you know, the, the selfishness is part of human nature, you know. Uh, sympathy as well. Uh, you talked about sometimes it's just hard to end a relationship because... I mean, you didn't really talk about reasoning, but I think one of the reasons is uh, because of that being sympathetic as a as a human being. Mm-hmm. That's part of the nature, along with the selfishness. So sometimes your sympathy weighs more than selfishness, and you just tend to think that oh, this is gonna get better, or you know, I feel bad about you know for that person, whatever. And um, that's how relationship just remain as it is. Um, rather than taking the action to, you know, break that relationship or, um, you know, move forward. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's there's some things that are negotiable or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you have some beliefs that you hold mm-hmm. that are malleable. Yeah. And those things should be up to malleability, you know, potentially what they are. Again, because it's something cool you get out of a relationship mm-hmm again, whether it's employer, friendship, or romantic, is that maybe you haven't seen the world through a specific point of view. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have an idea about the way things should be. You know, Maybe you're the type of person always gets breakfast 8 a.m., and that's how you want it to be. You want coffee at 8 a.m., breakfast mm-hmm. and eggs, and a partner, You know, maybe they don't want to eat breakfast, and you realize, mm-hmm. well, how, how is this going to work? I need to have breakfast. He or she doesn't want breakfast, how do I resolve this? And then you're like, you know what? Okay, I'm just going to wait. We'll get something later. Mm-hmm. And then you find out, oh, man, you know what? I kind of like just waiting, <laughs> putting off the satisfaction. You know, you right. delay it a bit. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, actually, it's not that bad. Like, I mm-hmm. have energy. 
you know, and this is just like one small thing. These can be yeah. like spread out to make much bigger things, like the way you see the world or yeah. even, you know, taste in music, something you would have never listened to before because you have mm-hmm. a negative bias towards or judgment. Mm-hmm. But your partner likes that music yeah. and you give it a chance. And you're like, oh, you know what? I, I can see where it's going. I like it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not bad. But you have to be open to, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't have it all figured out mm-hmm. to give that person a chance. I think a lot of time we come into relationships with this way to edify ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, so we bring our ego into it and when we want the other person essentially to mirror and be us, to basically agree with everything we say. Because yeah. if they do, well, I'm right, mm-hmm. then my opinion's not wrong. But by being at that disposition from the get-go, you actually never really get to meet that person. You get to meet somebody that's doing their best to mm-hmm. not upset you and please you. And yeah, that's it's always awesome when you feel like, oh yeah, the other person thinks the way I do, sees the way I do, because it feeds our ego. It's like, oh shit, maybe I'm not wrong. Maybe I, yeah, I got some things figured out. This person's cool because she thinks I'm cool, you know? But if you do that and that person's not being genuine because they actually care about you and they want to form something or you're not being genuine with them about your feelings, then, you know, three months down the road, eventually you're going to start seeing, oh yeah, they have different ideas and maybe mm-hmm. we're not actually eye to eye and compatible. Mm-hmm. So, it's always good to approach, I think, those relationships slightly cautiously, you know. Try to see who that person is. Let them mm-hmm. be themselves. And if you guys hit it off, cool. But if not, you know, there's billions of people in the world, right? you know, potential of other matches. But even being alone is better than being with the wrong person. You mm-hmm. can feel more alone with somebody than you can being physically by yourself, I think, yeah. when you're with the wrong person. Yeah. I mean, you know, compatibility is one of the important things for sure. But I think it's almost impossible to find someone who is 100% compatible with you, right? So in that sense, um, you know, continuous conflicts uh, in which you're trying to find out um, basically who that person is and how that uh, conflict and values um, can be resolved or... You know, it cannot be resolved. You, you will have to try out, though. But I think that's almost uh, unavoidable. It's inevitable. You have to go through that at first, right? Um, on the surface, you may think that, oh, we're super compatible. You know, uh, we like to run in the morning together, whatever. But there are so many aspects in relationships. So, you know, um, in a way, um, you should be always ready for that. And I think it's valuable meaningful conflicts you know because through which only which you can find out who that really person is oh absolutely yeah there's nothing like uh difficult situations to really see somebody's character mm-hmm. you know i'd almost argue you don't really know somebody until you've seen mm-hmm. them in a very hard situation mm-hmm. whether that's uh an emotional difficulty or even a physical one mm-hmm. i mean ideally both you know that's why yeah. i personally love you know taking a potential partner out in the woods, climbing, yeah. whatever. Because uh, when you have some physical hardship, you know, those emotional walls seem to mm-hmm. come down. It's like maybe you're a bit of an asshole when you're not, mm-hmm. like, comfortable, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And the fact of life is you're going to be uncomfortable a lot, yeah. especially with your partner if you're spending all the time together. I think that's something we also fail to realize is that, you know, maybe this relationship works great when we see each other three times a week. 
Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we don't need to live together to actually get the most out of each other. Maybe, maybe there's a sweet spot. Uh, mm-hmm. My buddy Brendan, he's got a really, really nice saying that I like. He says, you know, sometimes secret to a happy ending is knowing when to roll the credits. And I, re- I really, I think there's some truth to that, whether that's a relationship ending or deciding like, yeah, we can only see people see these people in you know a specific amount of time or in a specific situation you know and maybe that's how we should quantify and define this relationship sometimes things get sour because we let them just keep going you know to the mm-hmm. point where i'm bitter and i resent you whether mm-hmm. it's a friendship or an employer you're like you know throw the finger at your employer because you're sick of it you feel taken advantage of mm-hmm. but you know maybe if on the first week when you start feeling that way mm-hmm. if you just had a conversation with them then you could know like oh yeah it's heading down that road or maybe they were realizing they're in the wrong and mistreating you and they can do steps to fix it or you can find some compromise, you know. But again, that takes a lot of looking into yourself and being like, you know, what am I worth? What do I want? Am I getting that out of this person, out of this employer, out of this friend? If the answer is no, you need to try to find out why. And anybody that's level-headed, whether it's an employer or friendship or a relationship, you should be able to discuss them, these ideas and these things, the way you're feeling. And if you can't have a reasonable discussion with them, I mean, do you really want a deep, like, huge part of your life with them? I would I would argue probably not, so maybe it's back to the drawing board. But at least you got some dignity out of it, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and more, you know, know how, how to interact in these relationships and kind of navigate the water, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. It was really interesting because, you know, if you think about relationship that is falling apart what is the most necessary is uh, revision to the relationship mm-hmm. right you have to find a problem and um, you know uh, make changes yeah. for that problem but really in comparison to that um, really interesting to me was that those lawyers going through a divorce they're forcing this you know revision to their past right not for restoring the relationship but the just to change the narrative so that they can get benefits out of it right yeah. so that like um you know comparison was really interesting to me how they put together you know yeah there's a i mean i think we do that when we exit relationships a lot of the time mm. you know this is something we've we've talked about but this is definitely why we have the Patreon-only podcast. Mm-hmm. This section right here is not going to be in the free podcast. But when we've talked about, it seems a lot of the time when we meet, you know, women on dates that they always have an ex that was abusive. You know, that term yeah. can be applied. And it seems to be applied all the time. And not to say these mm-hmm. situations don't happen, but what constitutes abuse, Right. I think can be heavily impacted when you're looking back on something, you know, if you, if you have a negative disposition Mm -hmm. towards it and things end it poorly, or maybe, you know, you have internal issues of self love and hatred. Mm -hmm. It's easier to paint somebody as the villain when potentially maybe there was fault on both parties there, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe that's totally possible. Yeah. yeah, And I think this happens to both people. This happens to, I mean, I know dudes too. Is oh, she was a bitch, you know? She was a blah blah blah, and you know, like she was just a person, mm-hmm. and you were just a person, and now yeah. that's ended. You still harbor very hateful feelings. And again, I'm not dismissing people that have gone through right. real abuse. 
I'm saying on average, it seems like we have an issue of we want to remember our partners previously or employees, mm-hmm. whatever friendships as these awful people to remove the, 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 the responsibility from ourselves, well, to think, absolve ourselves. I think people do that um, basically creating a new narrative that is advantageous for them. Yeah. I think partially because I think a big part of it is that that way, you know, they, they get hurt the least. I think yeah. that's why people do it. Not necessarily to portray that person as, I mean, I don't even know that person. I don't care. Right? Yeah, yeah. Why would you it's have for a... them, right? For themselves. Yeah. I think they do that so that, you know, that way they don't look bad, maybe on the surface. Also, internally, they can justify the situation. They don't get hurt. It's not hurtful. Yeah. Because that was that person's fault. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. So I think, yeah. No, I think there's a just a danger there if we don't, you know, revisit those things in a more uh, humble way, you know, mm-hmm. where maybe maybe there was some fault I had. I mean, yeah. I've, I've been at fault for relationships ending. <laughs> so I'm sorry. <laughs> what, that's funny you? I've had, I've had heartbreak. I've had suffering. <laughs> this dude's laughing. You see this? You guys remember this one. You're, you're paying for this. No, no, no. I, I you know, I mean, it's, it's because so true. So true. I've been there too. You know, yeah. So, I understand. Yeah. I think we, all of us have been there. No, I think really. so too. Yeah. Anybody that's gone through something has yeah probably been there. Yeah. So. If you if you claim that you've never done anything wrong in your relationship, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> you know. Oh. That's this week's episode of the Theory of Your Living podcast. Thank you for listening with us. We're Cody and Kai. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. And if you'd like to help support us, we have a Patreon page where you can subscribe for exclusive content. Also, please share with others who you think may find value in our discussion. Leave a rating, a review, and please subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube. Thank you again. See you later.